right, welcome to another edition of the Couch Coaches Podcast, where we talk about everything going on in the world of sports, and it is football, football, football. And I am actually very excited uh, for, for two of the brothers on this show, because last week we talked about a big fat donut, and this week we get to talk about an insane 63 points, which I still can't wrap my head around. Um, Deacon Hill, I... Please tell me thoughts, thoughts on the Raiders. Just absolutely insane game. Yeah. Hey, you, 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 you described it insane. I didn't see, I didn't see it coming. You know, I thought it, you know, it was a divisional game against the Chargers. So I knew it was going to be a, a, a I thought it was going to be a competitive game going out, both teams going for it, you know? Um, but yeah, those points, 42 points, 42 to uh, nothing at halftime. I mean, they were scoring every kind of way you could imagine, you know, uh, Big lineman picking the ball up and running it, you know, all the way to the end zone. You got a guy uh, getting a pick six with one hand uh, interception to the end zone. Any way you could imagine them scoring, they scored. And uh, they just, they racked it up. And the Raiders were able to do something that no team in the NFL has done. They got the Chargers coach and general manager fired in the same, the same week. So, and plus they scored 63 points. So, yeah, that was an amazing game. Uh Hopefully we can keep it going, but yeah, that, that felt good. And one thing that really stood out for me is the the quarterback play. Um, you know, he's, I always said he's not a mobile quarterback, but the way that line was protecting, I mean, they were creating a pocket for this guy to stand there and, and, and survey the field. So if they can come up with that kind of scheme and have, have the offensive protection like that, that line protecting, uh, they might have something. And I was impressed also with the, with the backup running backs. They both, uh, you know, we're able to carry the load. So yeah, that was that was a great thing for me to see. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, brother James, you were obviously very good luck for the Raiders. Uh before the Raiders came on, just Deacon Hill, they get no points. You come on and they get 63 points. So uh thoughts, uh thoughts on on your Raiders. Yeah, huge victory. Uh well, it it was it was nice. I mean, after the donut, it was real nice. Uh the Raiders always had it though. Uh, they, the defense really shocked me, not shocked me, but they really put in work on that, you know, with three turnovers and then we end up scoring on every turnover. Uh, that was big. That was something that we couldn't do in the, you know, that we didn't really do a lot of in the, in the past is we get a turnover and then give the ball right back and three and out. Uh, and so that made a big morale booster. Um, I believe that, uh, like Deacon Hill was saying, uh, the offensive line just came out of nowhere and just was blocking, uh, and 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 created, uh, gave gave the quarterback a lot of just a lot of time to make decisions, uh, and if we can keep that up, hey, you never know, y'all may be playing us. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> brother Bill, thoughts from the from a from a not a fan perspective, thoughts on the on the Raiders game, and then kind of especially juxtapositioning that from the week before is is big. I think what you saw is a, a, a two teams who had opposing focus. The Raiders, after you know, just getting. I don't want to say embarrassed because it was only three nothing score, but getting shut out, 
you know, at home against a Minnesota Viking team that could have easily beat whatever happened that week in practice to get them uh, prepared for, for the game that showed itself. And then once they started scoring it, early in that first quarter, and San Diego was just inept on offense, just did everything wrong. Uh, it just seemed like the Chargers as a team, both sides of the ball, had just packed it in early in that second quarter, and the Raiders just kept rolling. And so it was, you know, San Diego, or I said San Diego, L.A. Chargers. You know, they it, it looked like they quit early in the game, and the Raiders took complete advantage of that, as any team should, and they just kept rolling. I was impressed with their diverse, uh, the way they diversified their plays offensively. I mean, it's something I just hadn't seen in the games that I watched uh, this year. So you give them credit. And they did it without having to run the ball a ton either. I mean, they were, uh, like Deacon Hill said, the pass protection. Um, Greg, you could have thrown some touchdowns from that pocket if you wanted to. That's how much time uh, O'Connor had. So a great win for Raider Nation. Uh, be interesting to see how they finish out the season. Um, and it makes for an interesting offseason to see not just with the coach, whether or not they keep um, Anthony, I always forget his name, uh, the interim Pierce. coach. Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce, thank you. Um, but going on in the next season. Um, something I said early in the season, I always felt like the AFC West division was going to be Kansas City's until Mahomes leaves. But the way Kansas City is playing, uh, you just never know. The AFC West could be more wide open than we expect, uh, you know, next season. Yeah, I thought it was really good. One thing I heard that he did after the Minnesota game was he brought in all these old head coaches. And that was the first, I mean, after after a zero, you go, oh, is this guy really going to be the head coach? It's not, that's not a great look. But then the fact that he's, it's all, it, like when the, when somebody gets it, when they're like, okay, I have not been a head coach before. Let me bring in like these legends and let me learn from them and and let me watch them and and have them kind of teach teach the team whatever whatever that whatever dynamic it was i thought that was that was the first time even before they scored the 63 points and blew them out and got staley fired finally um i thought oh that that's a really that's a really cool move that he's 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 actively looking for mentorship in order to make this thing work and i think that's i think that's a really good sign moving forward for the raiders i can't wait for the kansas city game to see if they figured something out or if it was just the charges are just total poop and that's why they don't have the team, but I, the, the Christmas game is going to be awesome. Um, Cowboys get annihilated by the bills. Eagles lose a game that they really, really shouldn't have lost. Those are the two teams that I see as being the potential uh, contenders, I guess with, with the Niners for the, for the NFC is it did the did the Cowboys pass the Eagles for number two or is it is it still Eagles Cowboys like uh what what are your thoughts on on the NFC below the Niners who are obviously number one uh Deacon Hill your th thoughts <laughs> oh uh well you say is uh the the Eagles uh below the Cowboys right now I think they're in the same position I don't think either one of them are is above either one uh both of them got issues um the eagles the deep and I, and you had posed the question um is it coaching with the eagles and i do think it's a little bit of the coaching with the eagles also um especially on defense you know that you know i was hearing earlier today the defense that they were running and, and you know you got you got you know the only way the team could beat you is if they get to the end zone and you let them get behind you 
and to score a touchdown. So what what is that about? And then and then they and the, uh, again they don't they don't try to run the ball enough. Jalen Hurst is a decent passer, but he ain't gonna win just throwing the ball. They got to mix it up, and I do still think that he's he's battling injuries on his because he's not running like he used to run. But you gotta you gotta you gotta have a running game. You gotta use your running backs to run the ball. You can't just get up there and try to throw the ball, and, you know, especially those deep balls that he was trying to throw. And um, and yeah, so I, I I think those teams are both equal. And uh, the Cowboys they got exposed for who they are as far as um, they can't stop the run. Their defense, you know, they they get after the pass. I was looking at those stats. You know, they had what the uh, Buffalo had a, a running back that ran for a hundred and what seventy yards, some crazy number. You know, and they were like they said, running right at Parsons. You know, the you know the the, the pass rusher. So yeah, they both got it, they got both got their issues, and um, you know, so I, I put them both in the same position, battling to trying to see if they can come. You know, you know, get to the 49ers. So that's where I see them, uh, brother Bill. Um, they're they're direct enemies of us. So uh, your thoughts on the Eagles and Cowboys? I I expect the Eagles to win the division because they have an easier schedule. They have the Giants twice. And they play Arizona, which I don't believe will be an easy out. Um, but I still I would pick the Cowboys, uh, Eagles because of schedule to still win the NFC East and get the number two or possibly three seed, depends on what the uh, Detroit Lions do. In terms of which team is, you know, a better matchup against the Niners, I still believe that the Cowboys would be a tougher out for the Niners because of, uh, but mainly because of their defense. Um, I think that's the strength of their team. Uh, even though the Niners, you know, rolled up 40-plus points on them when they played early season, that was, you know, week five. Um, I think uh, for Philadelphia, um, what showed was what Debo Samuel talked about leading up to the Philly game. I mean, he intentionally called out uh, Bradbury, that cornerback, and he got burned twice on that final drive. That one deep pass to uh, DK Metcalf in double coverage. And then got burned again on the touchdown. I don't know how in the world a professional team with everything they have in front of them, Philly, how important that game is, to at the last second go single high and leave only one safety back there. And one on one, I, you just don't see that. You maybe see that in college, but you just, it's not something you see this time of the season. So you question about in terms of coaching. I think it's that defense, once you get past the front four, that's a subpar defense, and the numbers don't lie. Since week eight, they've given up over uh, almost 30 points a game. They've given up 406 uh, yards. Um, I mean, they are ranking last in several defensive categories in the second half of the season. And so early on, you know, the second half of the season was just seeing some separation in teams, and the Eagles, they just got ex- exposed once again. Um, so I won't be surprised, even if they get – Indians winning the division, depending on who they play in that first round. It's if it's the wrong matchup, they could get bounced even at home in the in the in the wild card game. Uh, Brother James, thoughts on Cowboys and Eagles? Yeah, well, them two brothers covered a lot of it. Uh, the uh, Cowboys are the Cowboys. I mean, I think they're inconsistent. Uh, but right now they are playing pretty decent ball. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, I, it's got to be the coaching because, I mean, you just – you don't go from how they were to what they are right now like that. It's, 
wrong plays. Uh, you know, I'm, I I didn't play football coming up, but I know you don't let nobody get behind you. At the end of the game. You man. know, <laughs> you know, and so, you know, that's uh, something that they need to address uh, because, for one, you, you know, you put the Niners on the field with them, you got all those threats, and they are quick, and they end up getting behind you. It's it's it's, it's a wrap. Uh, so, I I think that Dallas, the way they playing right now, I think they I think they'll go further than Philly. Yeah, yeah. I so so I I I agree with you. I think I think. Philly, Philly has a better. I think Philly has a better team. I think they have better players, except for maybe the secondary and the defense. I mean, their their defensive line's insane, but you can get by them and get in the in the secondary. Their offense is not playing to the skill level that the offense has. I think it's completely coaching. I think the Cowboys are in a much better position, except their except their schedule sucks. So I do think Philly will win the division. I what I think is going to happen. I think the Cowboys go to Philly and beat Philly. And then we beat them in the NFC Championship game in Santa Clara. I think that's what's gonna. I think that's what's gonna happen, because I just Philly's just they had a whole bunch of one score games and they were seven and one, so they were kind of like Minnesota last year. Their point differential is like sixteen or eight, like plus sixteen or plus eighteen. Like it's it's nothing. It's it's like a team that's, you know, outscore. I mean, considering their record, being plus sixteen or plus eighteen is weird. It's like you're winning games by two points. Um, I think the the switching defensive coordinators to Matt Patricia, which is hilarious that the Eagles have Matt Patricia as the as the D coordinator when the Eagles, and granted it was under a different coach, absolutely annihilated his horrible defense in the Super Bowl a few years ago. And now this dude's running your defense. Like, of course, of course, a terrible Seahawks backup quarterback is gonna drive the ball 92 yards in a hundred seconds because you have Matt Patricia as your, as your defensive coordinator. It's the dude that just gave up booty to Nick Foles for a whole Super Bowl. I think the Eagles are a total mess. I think they have a fantastic team. I think Jalen Hurts is a stud. They have a stud wide receiver, stud defensive. I think the coaching sucks, and I think it's going to mess them up um, in the playoffs. I disagree with you, uh, Joe. Dallas, I've seen some stats today where Dallas hasn't won a playoff game on the road in like 20 years. And I, and, you know, they're, they're good at home, but I can't see them going on the road and winning a playoff game, not in Philly. Well, well, actually, Dallas has won one road playoff game. That was against Tampa Bay. And I'm looking at the – That was a terrible possible, Tampa Bay team. Yeah, and that, will, and that was Tom Brady was quarterback. Dude, that was his final year. So if, if the playoffs started today, the you know, Niners would be on top. I'm starting from the bottom. The Rams would be seven. Minnesota would be six. And then Dallas, if you know Philly wins the division, Dallas would be five. And you got Tampa – I'm assuming Tampa Bay is going to win the division. So Dallas on the road could possibly play Tampa Bay again. And I would expect Dallas to win that game. That's their best shot at advancing the playoffs against, you know, against whoever comes out of the NFC South. And then assuming that, you know, the Rams of Minnesota lose, then, you know, the Cowboys would come to the Niners for the divisional round. Um, But I think Philly, you know, if they have to play, they would be the two seed and they could possibly end up playing the Rams Rams could go yeah, in there yeah, and very good game. Philly. So I think the team to watch um, is if the Rams get in. Between the Rams and Seattle, I think they're going to be vying for that number seven spot. 
The other thing that stood out against the, the game, uh, I forgot to mention it, the Seattle-Philly game last night, was the fact that Seattle stayed committed to the run, that they didn't panic. And and Philly should have blown them out in the in the first half, and, and they couldn't. And that allowed Seattle to stay balanced and not have to panic and become one-dimensional. Uh, so, you know, teams who can if, – if you can get run on, especially going to playoffs, you're going to have some problems defensively. And we'll talk about the Niners when, when you get there. But uh, that's the other thing that stood out for me with Seattle. Cool. All right, so uh, shifting shifting ahead to, to Christmas, um, Niners play the Ravens, which I think is a, is a legitimate potential Super Bowl preview. Um, I think the Ravens, I still think the Ravens, it'd be pathetic if the Ravens don't at least go to the AFC championship game, depending on who's, who's hot then. Um, I think it's, I think it's uh, Baltimore to lose, but um, looking ahead to Christmas Niners, Ravens, uh, brother James, what are your thoughts? What do you expect to see um, from, from both teams on Christmas? Well, uh, I mean, I I think this is going to be a a powerful game. Uh, I think, um, the Niners is going ground and pound. Uh, do a lot of you know bring out bring out the play play action, roll the, the offense off of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, my only concern with that is you know we all know he's he's balancing injuries, uh, and so hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, and then. On the Baltimore side, uh, man, I didn't keep on his name just keep on slipping my Lamar. Um, uh, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Uh, people don't understand he's he's actually very accurate in his throwing. You know, a lot of people don't give him credit for his arm because they they so used to seeing him run. Uh, I I think if He's going to extend plays, and if his receivers do the right thing, I, I think he's going to create a lot of havoc for Bosa because, you know, both, of course, you know, Bosa going to be trying to get back there, but I, I don't think Bosa going to be quick enough to contain him. Nobody's fast enough to get him. Uh, Brother Bill, what do you expect to see on Christmas? I think it'll be a good test of, of Wills in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, you get to see, uh, looking at, you know, the Ravens, if if their front four can, can control line of scrimmage against the Niners' offensive line and what that and how that affects the Niners' running game. Um, and then on the flip side, um, the Ravens, if the running game, I'm, I want to exclude uh, Lamar Jackson's runner, but you can't because he's part of their running game, right, um, is – if the Niners front four, assuming they get Eric Armstead and Javon the grave hard grave you know, grave digger back, um, if they don't, then after my concern, if I'm a Niner fan, is if the Ravens able to run the ball the way Arizona did last week. I did not see that coming. Um, I think once you get past um, Baltimore's front four, um, you get test that secondary because the I looked at their their schedule and the only Tough passing teams that they've had to face were the Detroit Lions and the uh, L.A. Rams. They played the AFC South, not a strong passing team, and the AFC North, also not a strong passing team, so, uh, other than the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, it'll be a good test. Um, I'm going to pick the Niners to win. It's going to be slugfest, 
But I think the Niners are, they've been up for every big game thus far since the start of the season. The games I had circled was Dallas Cowboys, the Eagles, and the, the Jaguars. They were better than we expected. We saw what, what, you know, what the Niners did to them. So I think this is going to be another primetime game to see that, you know, the Niners, you know, they, and they know how close they are to getting that uh, a number one seed. Uh, I expect them to come out um, with guns blazing. Uh, but it's going to be physical. Um, I, I picked the Niners to win by a touchdown. Dick and Greg. Yeah, um, like you said, the game is going to be won on at the line of scrimmage. If if Baltimore could get a running game going, and um, you know that'll open up the pass. But if they have to depend on on Lamar just just beating them with the arm, I don't. I think the, that'll be a, a tall task for them. But if they get a running game going, and then also on the defensive side, if they could stop the run. If they put, if they get uh, uh, McCaffrey, if they could, could slow him down, contain him, uh, you guys are going to be in for a dogfight. That's going to be a heck of a game. But it, it all depends on the on both uh, offense and defensive lines for 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 Baltimore to make it a game. If if, if the Niners come in and establish their run, that's definitely going to open the pass. So it's going to be a long day for Baltimore. Yeah, I have, I have a hard time kind of gauging, like I looking at the records and stuff and seeing the highlights, I have a hard time gauging how good of a team Baltimore really is because they seem to jump out in the beginning and not great a second half. When I'm watching them, I feel like their offense is, it's like it's unstructured. It's like they, it's like they have structure, they have a play, but then the line doesn't hold up and the play breaks down. And then Lamar runs around and, and, he, and he makes a play because he's amazing. And, and, and again, he is, he has become an amazing quarterback, which I did not see coming out of, coming out of college, his accuracy, his touch on top of his, his maneuverability and everything. Um, but it doesn't seem like a, it doesn't seem like a structured offense besides the run. And I don't in big games, I just don't see the unstructured offense doing well against a, a disciplined uh, defense. And I think that's maybe what their issue is when they get into the playoffs and they kind of like, I, I mean, people get more tape or whatever, whatever they're doing to prepare more for it. Playing them a second time, I know is a big deal because, once you've seen his speed, then you can kind of plan for it better than trying to watch it on tape or have some some scout team guy that's not as fast to pretend he's him. Um, I think it's going to be tough, um, but I'm glad we're playing them now because I really could see them playing him again in the Super Bowl. And I think being able to ha run our defense against his speed now, be able to actually see it, I think is going to be huge for us if we have to play them again um, in the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm excited for it. I obviously expect us to win. I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, their, de their defense is good. I just don't know. I'm looking at our offense. Obviously, I'm not objective at all. But but I don't see how you're slowing us down. I mean, we have we just have dudes. I mean, unless you're just up the middle, unless you can, unless you unless your front can push us, and Phillies even Phillies couldn't. I I don't I don't see I don't see it. I could see the Niners losing two ways. Um, it, it's always going to be injuries. That's always part of the equation with any team. But I think what one way they lose is if they get out of what they do, regardless of the situation. In the last two games, uh, th they've had to play from behind. Seattle scored on them first, and Arizona scored on them first. But they just ran their offense, and they stuck to the plays. And in both cases, they answered back the next drive. Um, and so then became an even game again. So I would say even if if the Ravens 
get out to a lead, even if it's, you know, seven nothing lead. Um, if the Niners, you know, panic and start going away from their strength, a run and pass, then I think that could be trouble because then they become one dimensional. And to Greg's point, if they become predictable at the run and they have a tough time running the ball, then does Shanahan panic and start trying to uh, become predictable passing? And then all of a sudden you've got that that Raven line is going to start teeing off on, on Purdy. So I think that's one way you lose. The other way you lose is turnovers, right? Is if you have turnovers in the game and then all of a sudden, I mean, it's, it's a snowball. So you're right, Joe, and that is it'll be interesting to see um, which which team imposes their will. And if the Niners do what they do and the Ravens do what they do, I still see the Niners winning the game in the 60-minute game. All right, so moving ahead to the uh, the other big game, the the Raiders and Kansas City. For this is our last subject. We got about eight eight minutes left before this thing switches off. Um, so, uh, brother James, what do you expect to see from the Raiders um, and Kansas City game? I, I I see them coming off of this this game on the high. Uh, I think the donut really opened some eyes. Uh, and so I, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna still have the pedal to the metal. Uh, I hope Crosby is is a hundred not a hundred percent because he's not, uh, but I hope he's Mad Max as usual. Uh, not flushing Mahomes all the way out of the pocket because he is Mahomes is just like uh, Aaron Rodgers with that is creating time and making plays, extending time, extending plays. Uh, I do believe it's going to be a a great game. Uh, and I, I do pick the Raiders to win. Uh, I think uh, Kansas City's not playing their best ball right now, for one. And then two, uh, our defense is solid. Yeah, I mean, holding Minnesota to zero points. I mean, like everybody, I mean, to three points. Obviously, you focus on the zero for you guys, but holding uh, a team that's offensively run like Minnesota to three points is that's that's a that's a really big deal. Um, uh, Deacon Hill, thoughts on thoughts on your Raiders and against Kansas City? Well, I have to agree with uh, brother James. I think the Raiders. I, I picked them to win the game. Kansas City has a lot of problems going on. They still haven't figured out their receivers. I've been listening all week. They're they're starting to point fingers and you know and stuff like that. And and starting, I've been hearing the Mahomes is starting to lose confidence in his receivers, the guys that keep dropping the ball and stuff. Raiders defense is playing playing some solid ball. They've been they've been playing ball all, basically all year. The defense has been there, so uh, I think they're going to still con, uh, continue to uh, pressure. We got the linebacker. What's that one linebacker that's that's, that's getting a lot of pass uh, rush? Also, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, he's he's helping Max out as far as pressuring the quarterback. And I think Mahomes is going to be under pressure. Um, you know, our, and I like our run uh, defense also. We're stopping the run. That defense is playing. And I think I think the offense is just going to continue to do what they do. They're going to, you know, try to protect protect uh, O'Connell as much as they can. And, um, you know, if we can get a little bit of a running game in there, I, I think the Raiders can pull it out. Brother Bell. Guys, forget who you're playing next week. Joe did say Kansas City, right? And it's at Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, the same defense. The receivers would literally have to drop almost all the passes. 
you guys to be in which, the game. Which is possible. Oh, which God. is possible. I mean, I, I mean, I, it, it, I texted this in a thread. You should have saved some of those points that you put on the Chargers. Should have saved some for for Sunday against Kansas City. I mean, you know I, what? I need to get some glasses because I think he got on a Kansas. That red looks like is that a? I, I would be pleasantly surprised. And, and anyway, the, the game is on Monday. Oh, Mondays. I'm sorry. Okay, Monday. Even better. Yeah. So you know, you know, get your facts straight while you trying to. I will be the first one to tip my hat to Raider Nation if y'all go into Kansas City where you're ten point underdogs and pull out a win. I'm gonna say. Okay, and 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 if we lose, you need to wear some Raiders gear. No, if you lose, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stay red and gold. Yeah, we do not want you wearing Raider gear ever. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. You stay where you are. <laughs> so I, I, I think I think one of the biggest benefits that the Raiders have is one with the new coach and new ideas. Like you can plan for a team that you've kind of seen what they're going to do, but Raiders are constantly adjusting stuff right now with the new coach, new ideas, all that stuff, which which is a benefit for them, defense and offense. Um, the absolute Raider killer, Kelsey. I, people aren't saying it. I'm thinking uh, Taylor Swift is is messing that guy up because that dude is that dude has not been. He played amazing when they first announced it, and they're showing her freaking face on every all, every two seconds. I swear, the last few weeks, the dude he's like, I think he's doing the, I think he's doing the, I just want to hang out with my girlfriend kind of thing because he is he is he is not. And maybe it's maybe it's because the wide receivers are so bad they can they they can they can put more attention on him. I I just know that that if if Kelsey doesn't go off. The Raiders should win that game because Kelsey is a. You guys usually play the Kansas City really, really well, first quarter, first half, like really well, and you go, "Oh man, this is this is it." And then they just they truck you in the second half, like every time. You can contain Kelsey, I man, I I think you guys, I think you guys got it. And then and then watch Mahomes' head explode if he if he loses uh loses again, especially especially you guys. I think I I I think you guys I think you guys. I think you guys should win. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. It ain't gonna be the old that old stuff you've been used to seeing, Bill. That ain't happening. So so the does. bookies have it wrong. So you're saying the Raiders shouldn't be a, a ten point underdog? Is that what you're saying? Ooh, that what did you tell me about them bookies and how they do that, Bill? Can you refresh oh, us on that? Oh my podcast. <laughs> I mean, is that it? I mean, does, the, does Vegas have it this wrong? <laughs> I, I, I that, that is a lot of points considering their defense and what Kansas City's been doing. Ten points is a lot of points. You might want to you might want to drop a little Christmas money on that one. That's a that that that's a, that's a lot of points. I I wouldn't I I would not think that 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 they would win by more than ten points at all. I um, will give you all this though. I do expect you all to cover the point spread. I'll give you that. Moral victory. Oh God, Bill! This, 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 thing, this, this thing ain't about to cut off yet. <laughs> no, it's not about to cut off yet. <laughs> All right, so we are um, we are going to take a break next week because it's the 26th and families and everything. So we will be back after the first, which is good because we're going to have two weeks of football to talk about. Plus, we're also going to have all those amazing uh, New Year's college football games to talk about. So uh, I'm excited for the, for, for the next time we get together. I hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas and, and Happy New Year and happy and safe and health, healthy holidays and everything. And we will see you in two weeks. Thanks, you guys. Go Raiders. Raiders. All right. See